Zero hours. Catherine Mather. Ow! Zero hours! Hello, and welcome to Zero Hours Podcast with me, Catherine Mather, where I talk to comedians and other creators about the best and worst jobs that they've had to do to get by. Today, I'm joined by comedian and marketing officer, Fiona Simpson. Hi. Hello. Uh, you've just come from a busy weekend of uh, office and market. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I've been in Stockton watching experimental poetry. It's good crack. Yeah. It's good fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, was, what was the best poem? Mm. There was a girl who'd written a poem about why she loved libraries and she'd made a cape for herself out of books. <gasps> That's, well, it sounds heavy. Oh, no, sorry, like book, like it sort of fold interestingly folded pages oh okay yeah not the whole book <laughs> she'd be knackered <laughs> like, yeah. very bruised woman <laughs> like when people start doing character comedy and they're like don't worry I'll wear this heavy overcoat yeah. and they're like oh god I'm gonna take it everywhere yeah. <laughs> I did character comedy for uh, about three gigs and I got my friend to show me how to do the makeup and he did drag and um it was so involved. I was doing about forty-five minutes to an hour of makeup for for five for five to seven minutes spot. Oh no! And I was like, this is this is unsustainable, <laughs> and my and my pores are so clogged. <laughs> oh god! Yeah, there's um there's a drag queen that I know. It might be the same person. Uh, and we were backstage, and he'd had to be there for like half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> before the house opened to do yeah. ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor. It was, yeah, it was a rough, rough three gigs. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, I've had to buy a suitcase to get all of the makeup in. That's it. A trowel to apply it. <laughs> so expensive. It is. Uh, but this is, of course, the Christmas episode. Um, so uh, in the studio today, uh, we we've got the the open fire. Uh, we're sat in high backed leather chairs. Yeah. Uh, and there's like a rug, and we've got a dog in it. I don't know whose dog it it is. No. Uh, but it is here. And you're off your tits on mulled wine, aren't you? So. I am. You're on the eggnog. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I've got some Necking it. <laughs> some snowballs for later. Yeah. What is a snowball? What's in it? Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, is it not? Oh no, that's a baked Alaska. That's a, a totally oh, different yeah. thing. <laughs> it's not a drink. Because <laughs> no. my mum always used to give them us when we were like not kids, but you know, like sort of in that age between you're not a child, but you're also not allowed to drink. What did it taste like? I I don't know. Oh. I I mean, it was mildly alcoholic. Oh. And we were like. Yes. <laughs> Did you get drunk? No. Oh. <laughs> it was like uh, enough alcoholic that it tastes a bit boozy, mm. but like it's probably like eating like chocolate liqueurs. <laughs> You're crazy, Catherine. <laughs> You're wild. Yeah. <laughs> Been a debauched youth. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, let's. We should probably get down to what people paid for. Uh, uh, do people pay for this? <laughs> no, no. Oh. <laughs> uh, I should, I've said it before. Uh, I pay a not insignificant sum of money to host this every month, and do little to nothing to promote it. Um, if anything, I'm surprised when people listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Are you surprised happily or? Or sort of like put out. Um, happily surprised. Oh, that's nice. But then sometimes people that you know you worked with six years ago, like loving the podcast, and you're like what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
oh, yeah, thank you. Uh, but anyway, yes. Uh, what? Well, let's get down to what I am paying for. <laughs> What's your worst job ever been? Well, I can't really remember. I've had many jobs. I remember my. I was thinking on the way here about my first job, which was serving Sunday lunches in a pub. Nice. Called the Blacksmith, and I was paid three pounds twenty-five an hour. I was thirteen. And so you don't qualify for minimum wage. Don't qualify for minimum wage. And um, I thought I was doing really well and was like making friends. And yeah. they gave me a nickname, and I was like, "Oh, that that means I'm friendly. That means I'm like in the gang." And then I told my friend Ioni, and I was like, "Yeah, I think I'm doing really well." They all call me Mush, <laughs> and she was like, "Mush isn't a good nickname." that means that you're, like, slow and don't talk enough. <laughs> and oh. so, yeah. <laughs> like, mush... You know, like you say to a husky dog. Oh. <laughs> so, um, that's just sort of sad in retrospect. Because <laughs> at the time, <laughs> I didn't really realise. And then... what? And then, sort of, between... So, when I finished uh, uni, I was doing uh, different admin jobs. And I had one admin job... One was great because it was, I was taken on in the April, no, yeah, in the March because they needed to spend the money before they went into the new tax year. So it was like a, we've got money to spend but we haven't really got a job kind of a job. Yeah. And I just got to faff around for about a month. And then um, I worked in a school as the front desk receptionist in a school. And sometimes it was really nice because like the colleagues were lovely and the kids are really cute. But um, the headmaster was kind of a demon. Oh, no. Yeah. That was a kid's TV show, wasn't it? (laughs) The same guy. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) We all just thought he was an actor. No, he's a real man, and he works in a school in Manchester. He's since been not allowed (gasps) to continue his profession. Why? I don't know. (laughs) It was after my time. Um... I assume because he was a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> I, su- I hope it's that and yeah. not the other option. That he's dead. Oh, no. <laughs> the other other option. What? Uh, that he's a bit peed away. Oh. No, I don't think he was peed away because he, he he didn't like children. It was more... Oh, that was the issue. <laughs> yeah, that was more... It's more like, why, why are you doing this? You're not, you're not kind to kids. Oh. I know, yeah. It was... So that was just... Um, that was hard. And that was a sort of job where... You'll be on the way there. I think I've I heard Sarah Millican describe a job like this before she got into stand up, and it was like the sort of job where you cross the road slowly in the hope that you get knocked down yeah. by a bus. I, it yeah. was that. That was that job. Not that you want to die; you just want to be severely enough injured that you don't have to go in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I could get some sick leave <laughs> for any illness, yeah, I'd do that over that job. Oh, yeah. So, like, because every um school receptionist mm. that I've come into contact with uh was very angry oh uh sorry <laughs> <laughs> sorry for my people uh, <laughs> I was gonna say were could you shed like were you angry or like could you shed light on why as a people they are so furious mm, okay well I think I was never angry I was always really keen to like get along with the kids, get along along with the parents. But it wasn't necessarily, like, the parents didn't all want to get along with me. Like, so I used to have to write down um, 
why the children were late if the parents were bringing them in late. <laughs> and I said to one mum one morning, um, oh, why, why is your daughter late this morning? And uh, she said, because you're a bitch. <laughs> and I said, oh, I'll put that you slept in. <laughs> oh, you should have written that down. I know, <laughs> because I'm a bitch. Um, yeah, so I think, and then I guess they're angry. I think it's the sort of thing that is... Um, an important worthwhile job massively overshadowed by glory hunting virtue signaling teachers <laughs> who are all like oh it's so meaningful to work with children Do you know what i mean it's yeah. like it's the admin it's like the meaningful adjacent job that is important but not to the same degree but is also underpaid yeah so you i, I imagine they probably feel like they're getting lumped in with dinner ladies and cleaners which is also a very worthwhile job yeah, and yeah. I mean we're all just people on the same level aren't we yeah yeah but uh there is a stupid hierarchy yeah yeah the dinner ladies there were really nice they were really good and I often got free meals <gasps> yeah do your mum and dad not have much money <laughs> <laughs> well yeah not enough to not enough to make me pack lunch <laughs> but, yeah. I heard in Spain, right, that they would they were charging kids to bring pat lunches in because the school, like the funding for the schools was like real shit. Yeah. And ever so everyone was, you know, or take a pat lunch in. But then they were like, shit, we do need money to pay the dinner ladies. Yeah. <laughs> so you still had to pay. <laughs> no way. Yeah. That's I'm... bonkers. Yeah. That's totally bonkers. It is. Mm. I also I worked for my mum and dad for a while. Hi, I do. So they run a they do fruit and veg boxes for people. So if you imagine Abel and Cole, mm-hmm. and then imagine that in North Cumbria, yeah, less successful, yeah, uh, but better. <laughs> oh, my my, my my dad has described Abel and Cole in very unfavourable terms before now. <laughs> Is that because they're bad or because they're the competition? Um. It's because no, it's because they're it's because they're like the big dogs. Yeah. Relative to <laughs> yeah. relative to my mum and dad. And so I yeah, so I had a job like packing veg boxes for them. But because that happened like in my garage, I didn't take it very seriously. So yeah. I used to throw potatoes around, <laughs> wander off and drink cups of tea, that sort of thing. Yeah. So that was probably I was probably their worst employee. Yeah. Yeah. Did they have many employees? Four. Oh, okay. Yeah. So not a not insignificant <laughs> number of people. Yeah. Yeah. And I was the worst of those four. And I'd always try and engage. I just I wasn't really bothered about the tasks. I just wanted to chat to people. Yeah. And there was someone there who was converting to um, what's that religion? Where they knock on doors. Uh, Mormon? No, Jehovah's Witnesses. Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah, so she was converting to being a Jehovah's Witness. Right. And I was very interested in this. Yeah. Because conversion's interesting. It is. So I just used to try and make her talk to me at length. <laughs> yeah. About her change in faith. When she stopped talking to me, I'd throw a potato. Yeah. Eventually, the situation became untenable. <laughs> You'd got through out of your own home. Family business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, did they still give you a good reference? No, 
they refused. I once said to them, I was unemployed at one point, and I was like, um, can I just say that I, like, managed your Instagram feed? And they were like, no, you didn't. We're not going to lie for you. And I was like, Aww. but I'm your unemployed daughter. And they were like, yeah, well. I thought you loved me. Crack on. <laughs> yeah. but I, so instead, I lied about being able to make coffee. And then my friend Dom, who worked in a bar, showed me how to make coffee with like a proper machine. Yeah. And I got a job as a barista. Oh, all right. Um, a cafe called The Postbox in Chalton in Manchester. Lovely. And yeah. how did they... Do you throw many potatoes there? Threw no potatoes. Um, I was... I, I quite liked the job. I think... I was never a good waitress. <laughs> because I'm quite dyspraxic. Right. Um, but I was always very friendly to people and if they ever if they even sort of hinted at making a complaint, I would freak out and give them a free brownie. Right. So. That was my coping strategy. Yeah. Don't think the owner liked that much. No. <laughs> Fair enough. Brownies. Yeah. <laughs> but um no, I I got on quite well with the customers because I I bribed them with baked goods. <laughs> Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. Right. But I can't think of anything. I'm trying to think if there's any. I mean, there's definitely been, like, bleak times. Yeah. What's your worst job? Uh, oh, my God, I've had so many. Uh, but, I mean, the one the one that made me want to be hit by a car every day mm. was uh, working as a children's uh entertainer but wasn't enter- so I'd gone I'm sure I must have told this story on this podcast before but it was the um I'd gone for a catering assistant job mm. and because my uh my um what's it uh, uh b-tech was in entertainment technology yeah which was like sound and lighting mm-hmm. they assumed that I was there for the entertainment and marketing manager job and I was a bit too sort of shy to say no and it was twice as many hours so I was just like yeah yeah I am and then just thinking that it'd be like they won't call yeah I won't get the job yeah. we all save face and it's fine and then I got the job and I was in way too deep oh, <laughs> I was so uh so uh just you know unqualified for this job yeah um I was there for almost a year and every day I just just like oh god no please <laughs> just strike me down that's impressive though you lasted um, a year yeah because I mean my dad kind of worked nearby it was in like the same village and so sometimes he could drive me down there mm. and I was just like oh I'm just gonna leave dad and he was like well make sure that you've taken something from it don't just leave because you feel bad because then it's a failure but if you leave and you like you leave on your terms mm. and you you know took what you wanted from it and learned something and didn't let because like the guy who owned the place is horrible yeah and it's like just don't let him bully you out of it yeah because then you know you'll feel bad about it yeah that's so, good advice yeah so I stayed for a few more months after that and then actually, I stood up for myself in ways that I hadn't done before. Yeah, and had like full on slanging matches across this warehouse. Oh, well done. <laughs> yeah, like you know, just not not over like little things, but you know, like mm. when something I'd really been screwed over. Yeah, and it yeah, it made me feel a lot better. 
Good. So, yeah. Always stand up for yourself. Yeah. yeah. And unionise. Yes. <laughs> Definitely unionise. Before the bad things start Before happening. the bad things happen. Yeah. yeah. Because otherwise, oh boy. <laughs> a lot of organisation. Are you in a union? No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a hypocrite, Catherine. <laughs> but also, I don't know if there is one for marketing officers. So I'll have to Google it. Yeah. Probably. I think it's like be. a genuine, genuine, genuine admin. Yeah. General admin sort of yeah kind of union I would imagine yeah I'm sure I just thought of another good job I had yeah, oh this was a, this was a nice job though oh, good. That's so all right. <laughs> this was um so it was um getting naked for a drawing class for oh, life drawing cool. yeah yeah how like because it sounds dead easy just yeah still it is is it and it's 15 to 20 pounds an hour what? minimum I thought it'd be really difficult, like no. sitting still. Can you not no. fidget a bit? No, so you and you have to sit still for ages. You sort of and you can. So it is boring. Yeah, and it gets boring quite quickly because once you're because so I thought it would be really empowering because mm-hmm. I'd watched Joe you know Dawn Dawn O'Porter. Oh yeah, she'd done a documentary of like ladies getting their boobs out and feeling good about themselves and I was like oh (laughs) I should do that (laughs) so I signed up to do yeah to be a life model um and for the yeah for like the first five minutes I was like oh my god I'm crazy (laughs) 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 my my titties are out um and then it got a bit dull but then I got a mince pie and then I got paid 20 quid for an hour is it cash in hand? Yeah. Oh, I bet that feels sleazy to leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting your bra back up. Also, at the time, I thought that was good money. But now, some years later, I feel like maybe it's not. No, but I mean, if you're not doing anything. Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. And it, you know, better than not having 20 quid. Exactly. Did you go in just a stripper Mac? <laughs> <laughs> No, um, I went in. I can't remember what I went in. So like, don't worry, I've got my uniform. On. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, someone drew me yellow. Oh, that sticks with me because I kind of thought, oh, I'll be gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, because it's me. Like, because art's nice. Yeah, and it'll be me in art. Yeah, from all of the angles. From all of the angles. And, like, it doesn't really, even if you're a bit, you know, Rubenesque, <laughs> it's fine. And um, now I look like a sort of deformed Simpsons character. Oh, no. Yeah. Were they, like, was it, were they accomplished artists? No, very or... much community arts projects. Right, I see. <laughs> yeah. So, was there, were there any way you were just like, oh, you know, like quite insulted by them, or were there any that were beautiful and wonderful? Um, there were none that I remember being beautiful, but that's speaking from a place of vanity. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there were a few that I thought, oh, that's a shame. Because <laughs> you know oh. how people always say things like, "If you could see yourself, how other people see you, <laughs> you'd have so much more confidence." <laughs> like, well, I'm seeing myself, how other people see me, <laughs> and my confidence is not. 
<laughs> not doing well. <laughs> uh, were they like in wax crayon? <laughs> they were in, uh, I think, like chalk and oil. Oh, like oil it. crayons? Is that a thing? No. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know art materials. No, I don't. They're in, yeah. Chalk, it, was, it looked chalky. Yeah. Yellow chalk. Why would you choose? It's not that? empowering. No. It's not empowering. You think it's going to be? It's not. No. Yeah. Oh, well, Ped. No, all well, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, why did you stop? <laughs> mm, I think I did it about three times. No, not even. I did it twice. And then I was like, well, this is boring now. And it's not sustainable. You can't make a living. I mean, maybe you could if you developed a network of people who wanted you to be naked in exchange for money or whatever. But um, Mm -hmm. I feel like that would have taken a lot of effort. And a big part of the appeal was that it was quite effortless. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I got um, the job in the cafe where I'd lied about being able to make coffee. Yeah. So I went and did that instead. (laughs) (laughs) But then I suppose if you can't make coffee, it takes... It's very easy to learn how to use one of them machines, isn't it? It is. And in the process of trying to get a job, I had a few... um, So, you know, like when you're a waitress, some places make you uh, do a trial shift to be... Yeah. Yeah. Um, So they just get, like, free labour for an evening, basically. So I went and did that for somewhere that was um, really silver service, and I told them that I could carry three plates at once which I can't I can carry I can carry one plate at once (laughs) (laughs) like at most and um the chef got really annoyed with me and at the end of the shift they were like oh maybe we'll maybe we'll call you and I said be honest (laughs) (laughs) and we agreed that (laughs) that it wasn't working out so yeah that was yeah that kind of that was a period after I um had graduated and then had stopped working at the school, which was the really bleak job where I was, yeah, I was, I was on the, um, I was on the dole for a little bit. That was, that I think that counts as a job because yeah. it's depressing as shit. Yeah. And you still have to do stuff. Yeah. Like look for jobs. Yeah. And then prove that you're looking for jobs. Yeah. Which is impossible. Yeah. And so, yeah. And it's, um. Yeah, that was that that felt um quite sad because at one point they because it takes re- a really long time to be set up and to be like allowed to get um money. Yeah. <laughs> and there's loads of forms you have to fill in and blah 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 and I don't know. It just was um I remember yeah, that was that was difficult and complicated and depressing and a lot of effort. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't like to do it because I, I was on the doll as well before. Mm. And I think, you know, it was uh, a long time ago and it, yeah, maybe about, oh God, just under 10 years ago. So yeah. You know, hard enough then jumping through their flaming hoops. Yeah. yeah. To get like 50 quid a week. Yeah. And I just think now it's impossible. There's people, yeah. People who like have had surgery and they're like, nope, you're fine, go to work. Yeah, like, chronically ill people who can't physically stand for more than like two minutes at a time, and yeah, it's yeah. it's 
it's gross yeah, yeah it's really gross yeah so it's uh yeah it's definitely it's work yeah not a job yeah it? <laughs> yeah it's and it's torment or I feel like now especially like the stories you read about it it's it's horrendous so yeah I remember uh, someone a friend of a friend um and also sorry but the thing that they keep like backdating the payments anyway like they'll torment people and they'll take them to court and they'll, they'll say no when it's obvious that it should be a yes and then it'll you know they'll be dragged into court and they'll be like well that person's got stage four cancer and can't possibly work so no give them their benefits um yeah but you think well why have you added that trauma on top of yeah something that's bad enough already yeah yeah because uh, my I, I knew someone who sh- again couldn't stand or sit for extended periods of time mm. and they made her get on the bus to Manchester yeah uh which was agony I like, couldn't leave the house to then be told oh yeah no you you're right you know and she's like she's like yeah the doctor sent you a letter saying that I can't come to this because I'm too ill and they're like no come it's mad isn't it it's horrible yeah but there you go there we go cruel but labour yeah the elections are coming up they are at this point of yeah in but 11 days oh time good enough yeah, <laughs> twelve minus one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Someone's got the GCSE. Yeah. What did you get in GCSE maths? Uh, B. Same. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, because you don't want to be too smart with an A. No. Do you? people think you're not an idiot? Yeah. <laughs> what dickhead's got an A in maths? Exactly. Sort your life out. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, they did put me on the lower tier one, and the first question it was a picture of a square, and it said, "Name this quadrilateral." <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, did you then, get it right? No. Dark <laughs> 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 uh, so, Yeah. That's good. What did you wanna what did you wanna be? When I was younger, well I think the well I was always quite ambitious and I think I wanted to be like a spice girl slash Nelson Mandela. Something, you know, like in a pop group changing hearts and minds. Yeah. That kind of thing. A strong black man. <laughs> Ideally please. <laughs> um and um but then when I sort of got to about 14, I found out who Daniel Day-Lewis was. Yeah. He's an actor. Yeah. And I really thought that would be the best thing to do. And so I got obsessed with the idea of going to Bristol Old Vic Theatre School and becoming an actor. Um, And I didn't get into Bristol Old Vic. I got into Manchester mm-hmm. to, do, to do acting. Um, And I stayed a term and it was uh, really depressing and I really, really hated it. So I stopped. I did one more audition for Bristol Old Vic where I um, did a, you have to do like a scene and a song. So my scene was um, from Sarah Kane's Psychosis and it's a really like dark, gritty, powerful, tense piece. So I did that like very intense scene. And then I was like, oh, I need to balance this out. So I sang Reach for the Stars by S Club 7. <laughs> Solid choice. Not being able to hit any of the notes. <laughs> um, and I still did not get a place. Oh. I know. Yeah. And it was very, and then I was, and then I sort of, I did a, and then I did a play, um, but it was a play that was also partly devised. And I really enjoyed 
making up the words yeah. but really hated the performances so then for a long while I was like well I hate performing I'm never going to do it again it's horrible um and then that's how I came to start doing stand-up because I got over that and I was like oh no comedy's good it's a bit writing it's a bit performing yeah I'll just do this <laughs> it's all on you yeah I suppose yeah but what was it that you didn't like about your term in Manchester <laughs> At, the, at drama school yeah. um it was pointlessly low level competitive so it would be like oh she's got brown hair and I've got brown hair oh we maybe we'll get maybe we'll be forced to go for the same parts and mm. you know, like it was just sort of like I don't know and then it was like everyone I can remember one of the people on my course really nice girl but for her tea one night she had like two grapes and a rice cake do you know like that was do you know and it was just like oh that's sad and it was just like oh and so I thought it was gonna be um loads of um making stuff up and mucking about which is what I really liked about doing drama and then I got there and the guy who was in charge of the school said this is an army training (laughs) oh god I don't want to be in the army (laughs) um and it was just it was kind of uh it was quite prescriptive and regimented and everyone was kind of anxious and I think there's a bit of a thing when you're because there's a there's such a power imbalance there can often be a power imbalance when you're acting and you have to pretend quite insane things are, are good or interesting or and I remember I went for an audition once and um the and like the script was shit like just it was really shit and I think and it was about um it was around the time that the Arctic Monkeys had come out and it was about a band from the north trying to make it in London <laughs> <laughs> and I was trying to bond with someone who was going in for the audition and I was like this is shit isn't it and she was like I actually think it's really amazing when they go to the chip shop and they can't access gravy that's incredible <laughs> it's so moving <laughs> I was like you're a knob <laughs> bullshit yeah oh no so yeah I got yeah it was a long that was a long time it was a long time ago now but um I think I think because and also I don't know you're in, you have I, I didn't really have any sense of what an actor was because like I was in rural North Cumbria. <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, well, I mean, yeah, I didn't know what what that meant or what that would be. So I think it took me a long while to suss out a version of doing stuff yeah. that would that would work for me. Yeah. Did you did you ever want to you so you've always been like behind the scenes, have you? And Yeah, yeah. it was never I think I suppose it was wanted to perform like, yeah. I used to play the clarinet did in, you yeah so I I was performing I was I could play music but I wasn't very musical I yeah. think that the I I learned to read music and could play it yeah but there's a difference between being a musician and doing what I did yeah um so but yeah I was always very behind the scenes but I just think with acting, I mean, I went to drama school. But yeah, was, um, studying like building rather yeah. than anything else. But I, I always like when I got there, I thought it was weird how seriously actors took everything. Right, because it is just playing. Yeah, you're just imagining and playing, yeah. and whatever theory you put behind that, 
and you've learned and stuff and whatever era you're doing Shakespeare or something you've written now it's all still just playing yeah that's why they're called players (laughs) (laughs) I remember when I did my so yeah so I I dropped out went and got went and worked like day jobs and whatever went back and studied English hadn't performed for ages and I signed up to do an improv class and I remember going and it was all mucking about and I remember thinking this is everything from drama clubs that I used to like like just yeah that mucking about and that playing and making things up and yeah not taking it not having to ascribe everything meaning or or make everything academic or you know that kind of stuff it was yeah it just it didn't work for me and I think it works for some people and I think it's an amazing thing to do if you can do it yeah 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 but it's um yeah, it just it seems odd having mixed with them. You're yeah. Like, oh, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but you're just like you're dicking around. Yeah, like, yeah. And then they like leave the scene and yeah. they're just like very serious. And yeah. Like, the fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've just we've all seen what you've just been doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. She's so uh, improv. Uh, was sort of more the gateway that... drug to stand up. Yeah, yeah. So was is improv not a thing that you would do? You still improvise? do? I do bits of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've got a group of pals. We're called Moop, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, yeah, we meet. We'll meet up um from time to time and do improv together or put on nights or whatever. So yeah, yeah I do. I do still do it, and it is. It's mo yeah, it's mostly fun. I also but I do get why people don't always love improv. What's your view on improv, Catherine? <laughs> uh, mixed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, because I've seen but well, I've seen a lot of bad improv yeah. by people who've not been doing it for very long. Mm-hmm. And I find that sometimes improvisers can have the actors uh up themselves <laughs> uh when they find out that you're a stand-up and they're yeah. just like well, I actually act and uh I've got quite a can you believe that I didn't write any of this and you're like yes yes I, <laughs> I absolutely can <laughs> um <laughs> and you're like yeah so that I for a long time I didn't think that I liked it yeah and then I saw it done well and I was like oh, oh I yeah I see what's happened here yeah um so yeah I think when it's done well but then I'm so, saying this from a stand-up perspective which for the first year you're fucking dog shit yeah um, yeah <laughs> oh yeah I, f- I always feel so uh n- <laughs> like I'll critique some amazing film that's been really well funded or some like great groundbreaking tv series and then I'll go and do four minutes in a pub and be crap for all of it and it's like Fiona who are you to do that yeah it's I think with that kind of performance you just it's all about you can't it's not like guitar you can't just practice and get great at yeah. and go and do it can you you've got to humiliate yourself repeatedly <laughs> yeah for years <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah I remember when I really early on in me doing it um I did a gig <laughs> and I invited my boyfriend's mom and dad to come and see it oh no <laughs> and it was so bad because I feel like you should choose really carefully what gigs 
your non-stand-up mates see you do yes. because it will totally influence their impression <laughs> of what it is you're doing yeah. oh yeah or not tell them or you know be a bigger person than me and don't care about what they <laughs> what they do or don't think um but yeah no my boyfriend's mum and dad came to see me and I, I think they were quite concerned about <laughs> what I was doing and why it was just like me sort of yammering on about my tits to a pub of people eating roast dinners who were mostly disinterested oh yeah it was quite bleak yeah what's the worst gig you've ever done oh I'll tell you yeah (laughs) right so it was in a private members club Oh, no. <laughs> but I didn't know it was a private members club Okay. initially because I've never been to one. So no. I didn't understand what it was. It just looked like a posh restaurant with a downstairs. Yeah. Um, And downstairs there was this comedy night on. um, And it was in the summer and it was very hot and I, and I smelt bad. um, And I tried to go via body shop at London Bridge and like spray myself with samples, but it hadn't worked. Oh, no. Um. And I was, and the audience was mostly very affluent, upper middle class, North London kids. Yeah. Like they, so they were speaking about doing their GCSEs. So they were like 16, 15, 16. And from these sort of uh, quite wealthy families. And at the time, a lot of my set was like about being from North Cumbria <laughs> and, and what that meant which yeah. they didn't know what that meant, you know. And um, uh, so, yeah, that was kind of the context. And I just before and and it was kind of it was going OK. It was really hot. Like people were sort of laughing, but not really. No one was really getting the crowd going, but it was OK. And then two seconds. Yeah, two seconds before I was due to go up on stage. Judd Apatow walked into the room as in the producer of Bridesmaids, like oh. the, like this big wig American producer dude. And it was so weird and it threw me off. I was like, what the F is going on? So I got up, started like doing my, oh, I'm from North Cumbria. <laughs> Who remembers drinking Frosty Jacks? I mean, I've never, I've never said that line, but you know, like doing whatever my stuff yeah. was at the time. That was the vibe. Yeah, that was the vibe. And like... I couldn't, and I sort of like, I couldn't connect with them. I couldn't, I, I, man, I managed to maybe do one joke that sort of worked and I couldn't, I should have built from that joke. Yeah. But instead I like, was like, okay, that's one thing. That's a noise. That's a response. <laughs> so I stopped and walked off and I was like vibrating with shame as I came off stage. <laughs> and so I think it's fine to die in your ass and I think it's yeah. fine to you know obviously and it's and usually no one cares because they forget you and it doesn't matter because people just remember what they like and you know who cares um but I was so ashamed and so hyper aware that Judd Apatow was in the room I went round nearly every audience member one by one and told them that I fully intended to go home and kill myself (laughs) as if that would make it any better it didn't no it made it a lot worse (laughs) and uh yeah it was it was so so humiliating and I made it worse for myself with my actions after (laughs) and then and then I was kind of sad (laughs) that night (laughs) 
And then I remember the next day I was on the bus into work and I was grinning deliriously because I was like, that's the worst thing that'll happen to me at a gig. And then I did Edinburgh and someone had a fist fight when I was on the stage. Oh, I was like, oh, okay, maybe not. <laughs> there are new lows. How did that happen? Oh, I don't know. I was, so I was on in, a, in um, an Irish bar. Oh, yes. Yeah. I know the Irish bar. Yeah. It's a good night out, but a terrible venue oh, for comedy. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think, I don't think they were fighting about <laughs> my comedy. <laughs> I think they were fighting just between themselves. But that would be such a compliment. Oh, it? I wish. I dream of the day. It's <laughs> 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 <That's> my goal. <laughs> What's your worst ever gig? Oh, that was fairly recently, actually. No. Um, I think you were in the Facebook Messenger group. Uh, oh, was that I? I oh. immediately um, went to on the drive. So I spent six hours on the mega bus going to Manchester, gone home, and my mum had driven me to the gig because my parents were into comedy so they were like oh know, they, they like to come and watch it anyway. that's so good yeah it's really nice so she's driven me to this gig and we got there it was so well set up everyone our audience really up for it great lineup uh opener goes on smashes it uh break and then i was joking in the green room like well it'll definitely be my fault if this goes badly because you know it's just so well set up uh and then they just did not like i think the first joke didn't land and then you look nervous Mm. and also and i hate to be the first to say this but like i was the youngest person and the only woman Mm. so i think that that kind of you command a little less respect, so you've got to work a bit harder to get that respect. Uh, and then I appeared nervous, and that was it. Mm. Then after that, and I did, uh, <laughs> I said uh, something like, "Before I go, and I will go." And a load of people cheered. Oh no! <laughs> no. Fuck them! <laughs> and then I went, "Oh, don't do that. You'll hurt my feelings." And nobody laughed. <laughs> And there was this woman in the middle of the front row just, like, leafing through a pamphlet because she was bored. And then I was just, I was wrapping it up. uh, And there's two men in the middle, like, far enough away that I couldn't see them, just going, you slag, you slag. And I'd not, like, it wasn't loud enough. Yeah, it wasn't loud enough that you could say anything to them because everyone would be like, what? Like, you know, and it was the closest I've ever come to crying. Ugh. Because I'm usually quite hardy. Like, I don't yeah, care yeah, what yeah. people say, but it was in front yeah. of my mum, and they're oh. like, it's just awful. What did your mum say about it after? Uh, well, she was just like, those animals. Those yeah. Animals. And, like, to be fair, when I come off, the uh, the promoter's like, who was it? I'll throw them out. They're yeah. Like, the the whole night and the people, it was definitely on me. <laughs> like, mm. they couldn't have been... You know, like promoters and everyone couldn't have been nicer. Uh, but after that, I was sort of like, ah, so this is. It was the first time I think that a group of people had got bored of me and then decided to try and hurt my feelings for their own entertainment. Oh, that's horrible! And isn't it just disgusting? Yeah, people be like, you've paid to go on a night out. Yeah, and that's what you want to do oh. with it. You know? Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's horrible. How was your yeah. gig after that? Like your next one after <laughs> my next one after that went fine. Yeah, and then I had one after that, at quite a big club. Yeah, uh, and again there was like a woman went on and maybe didn't do as as well as she could have done, and then I went on immediately after, and it was like the whole room just sort of went, oh, another one. Oh, uh, and 
just didn't go for it and then a bloke went on and they're like yeah that's but what can you do with that like so yeah. my friend came to see me in Newcastle and she <laughs> she said she heard when someone said my name my name they hadn't even seen me I hadn't even given them any like body language to go off heard my name Fee Simpson Fiona I think yeah Fiona Simpson and um the guy next to her went oh yeah like oh a woman <laughs> how will we laugh at this yeah. and then I hate it as well because like I've I've said to audiences before now like this this only reflects on me <laughs> like, yeah. if you don't like this I know I know like a hundred women who are brilliant <laughs> yeah. well, I sent you a text well like the group of texts yeah. saying I'm sorry that I have you know sullied our people it's mad isn't it whereas oh. like an average man can just go on and talk about wanking and everyone's like this is relatable <laughs> uh and if he dies on his ass then he did badly yeah but if i die on my ass you've done badly <laughs> as well. like, it reflects on the whole on the on uh, yeah it's just but hopefully hopefully it's coming to a point where there's more like more people watching women do stand up and there's more women being employed to do stand up in more places that yeah. you can get to the point where I just want people to hate me for me Catherine exactly. you know? <laughs> <laughs> and not because of my badge <laughs> that's the dream <laughs> that's my that's my hope and prayer <laughs> uh, and on that I, I think that this is our time oh do you have anything that you would like to plug oh um no no. Oh, no, should, I may, so I'm in a. I'm in, I do a double act with Imogen Edmondson, who has also been on the show. Yeah, light and life of my life. <laughs> light and life of no light and life. Light and. <laughs> What's the phrase? I don't know what you're trying to say. Uh, well, I'm in love with her. Yeah, and I've ensnared her into doing a double act with me. Uh-huh. And we're called Sons and Co. Uh, so please get into it yeah very good sketch act one of oh, my favorites thanks buddy uh, yeah no, like uh every every sketch you have is so just on point like oh. everything there's no uh what's it like uh there's no nothing wasted everything is either funny or leading to funny it's just yeah there's no uh, all of the facts cut off it and it's just pure uh comedy and they're very good so, look them up <laughs> I suppose is what I'm saying stop it thanks Catherine no, I only speak truth if you were going to be in a double act who would you be in a double act with uh, I don't work very well in a team oh, really? unless uh, I'm in a job interview in which case I work really well on my own and as part of a team I thrive in both scenarios <laughs> but no I don't think I could do it I think I'd real fuck up <laughs> Uh, what's the biggest lie on your CV? Uh, I, I don't really have met any. Just the team one? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, maybe I should lie more. Yeah? Yeah. I'll, lie, I'll get get on that now. Lying's great. Yeah. What's the biggest lie on your CV? None. There isn't one now. And also, <laughs> I think for the past couple of jobs, it's all been application forms anyway. Um. So, yeah, I haven't lied in a while, but the biggest lie was I, I make a great cappuccino <laughs> and I did and I didn't know how to. I couldn't yeah. steam milk. I didn't know any of it. Yeah, but you can now. But I can now. 
And you do make a great cappuccino. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you've endorsed it. Blindly endorse my, exactly. my coffee making. <laughs> Well, it has been a pleasure to speak to you. Oh, it's been a pleasure to be spoken to. (laughs) What are you on social medias? People follow you. Oh, yeah. Um, Well, so Sons & Co is at Sons & Company across the three biggies. Uh And then I'm at Fee Simpo on Twitter. Yeah. F-I-S-I-M-P-O. Yeah. Come and follow me and we can be friends. So I, I regret doing that. No, no, I don't. I think you should that, sign everything off. With that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Thanks for listening. Bye.